What's going on, guys? It's Fancy Stock Exchange here. This would actually be the 11th installment. You guys should have seen the 10th installment on Saturday. We mentioned today's Wednesday, so uh, buckle in because uh, we got Noah back here. I know how he mentioned that uh, he he is uh, a little uh, tentative when he hears the FB God. So, well, you know, should I call you FB Fraud or what, what should I call you other than Noah here? Man, I don't, I don't really know. It's just funny to me. Again, <laughs> hearing people do intros, like I try not to laugh. I just try to be respectful, but like <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's just crazy <laughs> we both know how awkward it is we just try to make it as lively as possible for the people that are watching at home but uh yeah as uh we mentioned on saturday this adv battle is definitely gonna be fun and don't worry you'll see i'm not gonna be biased i swear but uh we're gonna be mentioning amari cooper versus alan robinson if you want to see how i'm not gonna be biased and how noah kind of agrees with me there tune in after the intro Okay, so as I mentioned before that, uh, we're going to be talking about Amari Cooper versus Allen Robinson. Uh, again, they're ADPs. Amari Cooper is the wide receiver 9 going off at the 310, while Allen Robinson is the wide receiver 10 going off at the 311. And uh, we're actually both under the same agreement that Allen Robinson is the more optimal play amongst the two. Uh, what are your opening thoughts on uh, Allen Robinson as I kind of opened up the Saturday episode? Uh, I'm going to actually pose you a question. It's not going to be just about Allen Robinson, but... You were to say what Amari Cooper's ceiling this year is for fantasy finish. What do you think his ceiling is? He see the problem with it is that I think he's probably going to finish in like that wide receiver eight to ten range. But it's but not if he had like the most ideal season, what do you think he could like the height he could reach? Probably around thirteen hundred for eleven and uh, thirteen hundred yards, eleven touchdowns, and probably a wide receiver six overall, five overall. How about a Rob? Probably on probably even higher due to the target share, dude. Like what about floor for Amari Cooper? What do you think his floor is this year? Depending on how many games he missed, depending, depending on how many games that he actually plays hurt, probably like the 15, 16 range, simply because he's like the one of the most inconsistent players to watch. And his floor, as you're going to mention with Allen Robinson, he's going to get 150, 160 type targets in that offense. So I think realistically his floor is still low end wide receiver one. The thing is for me, when you argue these two guys, like these high-end guys, like wide receiver 9, 10, running backs, like one through four, it's all splitting hairs. But what you want to kind of look at, at least for me, is a range of outcomes. And what we've also, seen out of Amari Cooper throughout his entire career, no matter where he's gone, people like to say he's been better in Dallas, more consistent in Dallas. He has been better in Dallas, but his inconsistencies are still there. I put up a stat like a while ago. I'm not sure if it's still true, but like he's went under 50 yards as often as he went over 50 yards. And that continued while in Dallas. And as you said, it's the inconsistencies. Like his foot injury just seems to linger around. He's not always on the injury report, but you can tell some games he's just not out there at 100%, and it hurts you for fantasy football. And that's not to say he doesn't have a high ceiling because when he's on the field and he's cooking, the first half of last year, he was probably, what was he, like a top three, four wide receiver in fantasy? Yeah. But that, like those numbers started. To, so? Yeah, he was really, that. really good. And those numbers just started to gradually dip as the season went on. Michael Gallup started to take on a bigger role there. The thing for me is, when you look at Allen Robinson, sure, he's had those few down seasons. But look at his quarterback play, right? It's been Mitchell Trubisky that one down year. It's been uh, Blake Bortles the other down year. He had a torn ACL in between that. Last year, the guy saw like 150-something targets. And of those targets, like 118 were catchable, which is probably not to say like I don't think Amari Cooper is going to have like 140 targets this year. But if I were willing to bet, I would say Allen Robinson's catchable targets are going to be close to on par with Amari Cooper's overall targets this season. And when you're at this point in the draft, round three, four, you want something that's going to be extremely safe. And what safer bet is there than a wide receiver can see 150, 160 targets with zero competition. All they have there is Anthony Miller, who fucking stinks. They have 15 tight ends that should have retired 10 years ago. They have no running game. Their offensive line is terrible. 
Sure, Nick Foles isn't the best quarterback in the world, but this guy has been dominating with the aforementioned quarterbacks I just named and Mitch Trubisky, Blake Bortles. So even if Nick Foles isn't good and they go back to Mitchell Trubisky, we've seen what he can do with Mitchell Trubisky on the field. He's a red zone monster. He is a target hog. And I'm not just trying to, like, make it as one-sided as it may seem. Like, I still think Amari Cooper is a decent enough pick. Wide receiver nine may be a bit lofty for me because I do yeah. think his floor may be a little bit lower than you were stating just because he's a guy who hasn't found his way into the end zone a whole bunch. And the fact that they add CeeDee Lamb, they bring in Mike McCarthy, which should help the overall passing volume. But if CeeDee Lamb becomes what we think he should be, like an elite wide receiver, Michael Gallup keeps his same role, and Amari Cooper is still inconsistent, and we can realistically – yeah, oh, fuck Blake Jarwin. <laughs> he could realistically have a season which isn't terrible numbers-wise, like 75 catches for 1,100 yards and four touchdowns. But when it's all said and done, that's like basically that's worse than like what Michael Gallup gave you last year. And you're not trying to draft a Michael Gallup in round three, the, the 310 wide receiver nine overall. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, you kind of mentioned in terms of the inconsistencies. While his numbers are always kind of going to equate to the same. I mean, he's probably going to reach that like 11, 1,200-yard range, probably going to get you 70, 80 something catches and he's going to give you probably a, a, a touchdown baseline of, as you mentioned, probably like four to nine, let's say hypothetically. But the thing with, uh, with, I almost said inconsistency, but the thing with Amari Cooper is that he's always had his inconsistencies. Well, we've mentioned it, uh, the start of last year, he was on a tear. I mean, he has those games that make you think, oh, my fucking God, this guy's like the best receiver in the league. He's putting up like 300 yards and fucking two touchdowns. And you're like, what the hell happened? I mean, uh, honest to God, when you're when you're measuring in terms of like upside, I do see the argument for Amari uh, Cooper. But again, as we mentioned, Allen Robinson has the ceiling to ultimately enter that top five. So at the end of the day, give me the guy who's less volatile. Give me the guy with Allen Robinson who, as we mentioned, is going to reach between 150, 160 type targets. Even if the quarterback play does not improve, he was the wide receiver eight in PPR last year. He's got 98 passes for 1,147 yards and seven touchdowns. Even if that catchable target rate goes up a bit, obviously we expect it to go up a tad uh, if Nick Foles there over Mitchell Trubisky. Because as you mentioned, what was it, 158 or 154 targets, only 118 were catchable. Like that's just that's just not not going to cut it. And yet, even with 118 catchable passes, he still was able to snag in 98. So when you mention him, I do think he's got that 100 reception type, 100 even 110. I wouldn't be surprised if he reached the 110 range for next year. But when you're mentioning it, yeah, I. <laughs> It feels sickening to have to pick against the Cowboys, but when it comes to nah, Mark- it feels good, man. Just let it let it go. I love picking against Chargers because then I got no pressure. It's a win-win because they do well. I was wrong for fantasy, and they're good in real life. And if I was right, then I was right for fantasy, and I'm kind of sad as a fan. For sure, for sure. But, like, man, it just – you mentioned this. It just boggles my mind why Allen Robinson consistently goes under the radar. I mean, yes, wide receiver 10 uh, in terms of ADT is probably around fair, I would say, in terms of my rankings, probably around there. But, like, when you look at it, his body of work, he had one down season. We've seen him produce with Blake Bortles. We've seen him produce with Mitch Trubisky. Last year, wide receiver eight in PPR. So, I mean, overall, uh, people just – I feel like people just don't like Allen Robinson because he kind of comes off as, like, oh, he's just boring, whatever. Like, give me, like, an Odell in that range. Give me, like, a fucking – Yeah, he broke out that one year. Then everybody drafted him super high, and he kind of stunk the following season. So, like, everybody has that stigma. Same with Devontae Parker. Same with a bunch of other guys that you expect to have a huge season. They do nothing, and then for the rest of your time playing fantasy, it's like, ooh, that one year kind of that kind of bit me in the ass. I'm going to move him down behind Amari Cooper, who had five seasons that kind of bit me in the ass over the second half of the year. For sure. I fully agree. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was fun. Uh, 
I don't, I didn't realize it'd be so fun kind of ripping on my own guy. Cause maybe like that builds up tension. Maybe he sees this, you know, like, he's like, you know what? That guy with the bandana, that guy with the headband, they have no clue what they're talking about. I'm going to go out to Dallas and put up 1,410, yeah. but yeah. yeah. That's what worry. it takes to heal his foot. And so yeah, then you just like had Cowboys blue balls for the past, like 10 years of your life. And you just finally nutted, man. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's a good feeling for sure. We know how that feels, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, with that being said, I appreciate having you on these last two segments. I know uh, we got we got to get out in terms of time here, but uh, yeah, we went through it. I mean, Allen Robinson again, as we mentioned, needs to be taken seriously in fantasy. I mean, third round is the respectable range for him, but he's got legitimate again top five upside. But before we like after we did that, we already talked about that shit. But that being said, uh, plug anything you got it right now. But uh, right after I say go like, comment, and subscribe because you know I always got to add that little plug in at the end of videos, but. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have you in your Twitter down here, your Bunkler Breakdown series, if you guys haven't checked it out, affiliate of the BDG channel. So uh, I'll have that link down below. But, yeah, any closing thoughts before we head out of here, Noah? No, I appreciate you having on. We ran through this quick, so I got to go in like five minutes. But yeah. it was fun, Danny. I like coming on here. So if you ever need me again, just give me, give me a DM, and I'll, I'll probably read it and not respond and then respond two days later. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good, bro. But, uh, yeah, peace out, y'all.